most of the time any of us have been talking, it's about challenging you. It's because we want you to achieve your dreams. It's because we believe you have greatness inside of you, and we want to draw it out. You're listening to the Teak Nation Podcast with Donnie Aldrich, where we strive to educate, inspire, and entertain you with tips and lessons from frauders and friends of TKE. Thank you for joining us. Hey everyone, this is Alex Swenson, Director of Education here at Tall Kappa Epsilon. And we have a very special podcast for you to listen to today. It is direct from the San Francisco Regional Leadership Conference, which we just returned from. And it's our CEO, Frater Donnie Aldrich, talking about the expectation of excellence. This is a session that he delivered on the very first night to help set the tone and help set expectations for the RLCs. And we were able to record him. And we want to share that with you now. And it's important, even if you are not attending an RLC this year, or if you have a chance to, to maybe get to one a little later on in the month, to listen to this and to think about what excellence means to you and, and what the expectation of excellence should lead to for yourself personally, for your chapter colony, for you on your campus and in your community, because that's the theme of the biennium. That's something we talked about a lot at Conclave for those who are present there, and it's something that we're going to continue to talk about. So please give it a listen. Take note, see what you can take away from it. If you're going to be at an RLC later this month, I'm looking forward to seeing you there. And hopefully you're looking forward to getting some of this firsthand. And even if you're not, like I said, take a listen. Think about what the expectation of excellence means to you. Think about how Frater Donnie's words apply to you and your situation. And think about some of the changes that you might be able to make in your everyday life that could better illustrate what it means to be a teak and who you are as a member of our great fraternity. And now we'll turn it over to Donnie. Hope you enjoy. Thank you for listening. Venerable Prenus, fellow frauders, it's an honor to address you once again. I want to begin with a story. I was in Mass this past Sunday, and whether you're religious or not has nothing to do with the relevance of the story. And besides trying to keep my six-year-old son and my four-year-old daughter from running through the entire church and my 11-month-old son from eating the pew, I actually caught a little bit of the sermon that our guest priest shared. And he was, or is, a leader of a seminary of college students, men who are wanting to be priests. And he talked about the greatest tragedy is the poverty of spirit. And it made me think about ritual. It made me think about the opportunity that we have to be here together. Something that we have the opportunity in our home chapters to celebrate as much as we want. There's no regulation saying you couldn't have ritual every day if you wanted, but let's be more realistic, once a month or maybe twice a month. And it made me think about our values Ritual is the one thing that ties us all together. It's one of those aspects of the organization that you are not supposed to take any liberties and any creativity toward, which is an amazing aspect of our organization. And I want to challenge us. I talked about challenging in the kickoff. I want to challenge you toward the need to do ritual more often. And challenging this need and this focus on ritual isn't new. This is the comments of a past Grand Grand Mateus of the organization. 
And it's not Ted Bear as well, which is a free preview. We'll get to the end of who said this. But he stated, the fraternity ritual has become to these fraternity men, our men, not the constant challenge to lasting achievement, but a formalism to be meaninglessly muttered on stated occasions. Our founders were geniuses in what they crafted, and we're very lucky for what they crafted. They began Teak with a mission, the mission to aid men in their mental, moral, and social development for life. And that should be our North Star in everything we do, every decision we make. Are we aiding men in their mental, moral, and social development for life? It's a responsibility that our founders put upon us to advance that mission. And to advance the fraternity forward, we must educate, explore, and evaluate what our organization calls us to be. What do I mean by that? A phrase that we love to say as teaks is not for wealth, rank, or honor, but for personal worth and character. What does that mean? We say it. What does it mean? Through my history of being a collegiate member and then being a professional staffer for almost 12 years now, I've heard it misconstrued. I've heard members use it for a reason of why a guy shouldn't have to pay his dues. I've heard it for a reason why alumni shouldn't donate money, because it's not for wealth, rank, or honor. But if you explore, if you read in that historical document where our founders laid that out, the next phrase that they share is that our founders had little regard for many of the characteristics of fraternities at that time, including their usual snobbery and disdain for persons outside of fraternity. Not for wealth, rank, or honor, but for personal worth and character meant to our founders that you don't have to be in the elite class. And if you're not in a fraternity at all, that's okay. We're going to be inclusive. We're going to be diverse. We're going to be friendly to people who aren't in fraternities. We're going to try to get men from every creed to be part of our organization. And in those times, unbelievably historic, 121 years ago, that's what that phrase meant to them. Now, changing the culture of an organization is not easy. And obviously, in their, in their universe, they were changing the, the whole dynamic of what fraternities looked like altogether. But this means difficult conversations. As we look to continue to shift the expectation of excellence and continue to shift what do we expect from our men? What, what is our organization going to be? What are the things we're going to focus on? What are the type of people that we're going to admit into our organization? What are we going to expect from them? What value are we going to drive? But this is never easy among family, which is what we are. And to give you a little bit of insight of how difficult change can be, let's go back to the opportunity out of defeat. Now, the opportunity out of defeat, if you're not familiar with it, and, and I get it, it's okay. Some folks, maybe that was three years ago when you learned about Teak history. But the opportunity out of defeat was a speech by Wallace G. McCauley, where after the fraternity three times was turned down for all of us to be Phi Delts, thank God that happened, that he gave a speech that we should be our own organization, standing on our own two feet, and not be Phi Delts. Now, I don't know about you, but whenever I have read it, 
and studied it, I always thought and hoped, well, of course, everybody just stood up and cheered, and yes, let's be teaks, and they ran out the door together, right? If you read in your teak guide, the next thing it says after Wallace G. McCauley gave his speech was that although arousing bitter opposition at the time, this speech reduced a fourth petition to join Phi Delta Theta to a mere formality. Even when it came to the founding of our organization that now, 121 years later, looks like the easiest decision in the world for us not to be Fidels, there was opposition. There were people fighting change. There were people who said, you know what, we should just go with this whole Fidel thing. They're, they're pretty advanced. They've created an organization, and we'll be a part of that. Change is never easy. Evolution is never easy. But we're called to meet the mark of our founders. The culture change that I am speaking about, that I want you to be inspired by and take and move forward, is a drive towards making the individual better, which is in turn going to make our organization stronger. I want you to think about this. Why do you believe we are challenging you? You've been here an hour and a half, two hours. Most of the time, any of us have been talking, it's about challenging you. It's because we want you to achieve your dreams. It's because we believe you have greatness inside of you, and we want to draw it out. And we want to invest in you to create relevancy as an organization and to create impact. The fraternity seeks to build relevance. Think about your chapter. How are you building relevance? Are you building relevance by throwing a party? Or are you building relevance by contributing to campus? and working to leave a lasting impact? Are you creating relevance by driving successful individuals or stacking successful alumni classes, one upon another upon another, and going to those guys and asking them to come back and engage in the group so they understand this is the expectation of what you should be as an alumnus? Now, I could spend all of my time up here raving about all the successes that we've had as an organization, especially recently. I, I rattled off the successes of the men in this room and the things that we've done. You look out in the, in the landscape of the fraternal world and you see a lot of groups that have made mistakes. You see the headlines in the media. But our organization, last year, we were down 22.2% in risk incidents. This year, we're down 30% off of that number due to the work that you have put in. I could go on and on, rattling off all the great successes we've had. But phenomenal organizations don't look at what they've done. They look at where they're going. They look at what's next. We're just a few short miles from Silicon Valley. And every single day, all those guys are thinking about is what's next, right? Those geniuses over there on what is going to be the next thing that's going to move society forward. What's the next thing that you're going to want to invest every dollar you got left to have? Because it's going to make your life better. You deserve more. The fraternity deserves more. In ensuring we don't have a poverty of teak spirit. We don't have a poverty of greatness. There's a reason that you are here.
There's a reason why you're part of this community. Be thankful for it. Elevate it. Contribute toward it. Go back to that past Grand Grand Mateus. As he continued on, he wrote, he wrote an article. The article was titled, The Future Fraternity. And not only did he state how we weren't focused on ritual to a, the deepest degree that we needed to be, he also said this, if the college fraternity is to survive, it must demonstrate that the idealism of its ritual is exemplified in the achievements of its fraternity men. That past Grand Grand Mateus was Lloyd Ballard, who wrote that in the 1919 edition of the Teak Magazine. A hundred years ago, they were still thinking about how much we needed to focus on ritual, how much we needed to live our values, that if we didn't, if we lost who we were, this fraternity would not reach what it could be. The heritage of our great fraternity marches on. And we get to write the next chapter of it. We get to be the authors of our greatness in dominating the fraternal world. Can't wait to see what we write. Venerable Preetness, I love the fraternity.